Section sixty three of Ulysses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ulysses by James Joyce. Part three. The Nostos. Episode eighteen. Penelope. Part eight. No, that's no way for him. Has he no manners, nor no refinement, nor no nothing in his nature, slapping us behind like that on my bottom because I didn't call him Hugh, the ignoramus that doesn't know poetry from a cabbage, that's what you get for not keeping them in their proper place, pulling off his shoes and trousers there on the chair before me so barefaced without even asking permission, and standing out that vulgar way in the half of a shirt they wear, to be admired like a priest or a butcher or those old hypocrites in the time of Julius Caesar. Of course he's right enough in his way to pass the time as a joke. Sure you might as well be in bed with what, with the lion? God, I'm sure he'd have something better to say for himself than old lion would. Oh, well, I suppose it's because they were so plump and tempting in my short petticoat he couldn't resist. They excite myself sometimes. It's well for men all the amount of pleasure they get off a woman's body. We're so round and white for them. Always wished I was one myself for a change just to try with that thing they have, swelling up on you so hard and at the same time so soft when you touch it. My Uncle John has a thing long, I heard those corner boys saying, passing the corner of Maribone Lane. My Aunt Mary has a thing hairy because it was dark and they knew a girl was passing. It didn't make me blush. Why should it either? It's only nature. And he puts his thing long into my Aunt Mary's hairy, etc., and turns out to be you put the handle in a sweeping brush. Men again, all over. They can pick and choose what they please, a married woman or a fast widow or a girl for their different tastes, like those houses round behind Irish Street. No, but we're to be always chained up. They're not going to be chaining me up. No damn fear once I start, I tell you, for their stupid husband's jealousy. Why can't we all remain friends over it instead of quarreling? Her husband found it out what they did together. Well, naturally. And if he did, can he undo it? He's Coronado anyway, whatever he does. And then he going to the other mad extreme about the wife and fair tyrants. Of course the man never even casts a second thought on the husband or wife either. It's the woman he wants and he gets her. What else were we given all those desires for, I'd like to know? I can't help it if I'm young still, can I? It's a wonder I'm not an old shriveled hag before my time living with him. So cold, never embracing me except sometimes when he's asleep. The wrong end of me, not knowing, I suppose, who he has. Any man that'd kiss a woman's bottom I'd throw my hat at him. After that he'd kiss anything unnatural. Where we haven't one atom of any kind of expression in us, all of us the same, two lumps of lard, before I'd ever do that to a man. Phew! The dirty brutes! The mere thought is enough. I kiss the feet of you, senorita. There's some sense in that. Didn't he kiss our hall door? Yes, he did. What a madman! Nobody understands his cracked ideas but me. Still, of course, a woman wants to be embraced twenty times a day almost, to make her look young no matter by who, so long as to be in love or loved by somebody. If the fellow you want isn't there sometimes, by the Lord God I was thinking I would go around by the keys there, some dark evening where nobody'd know me and pick up a sailor off the sea. That'd be hot on for it and not care a pin who I was. Only do it off up in a gate somewhere, or one of those wild-looking gypsies in Rathfarnham had their camp pitched near the Bloomfield Laundry to try and steal our things if they could. I only sent mine there a few times for the name-model laundry, sending me back over and over some old one's odd stockings that blackguard-looking fellow with the fine eyes peeling a switch, attack me in the dark and ride me up against the wall without a word, or a murderer, anybody, what they do themselves, the fine gentlemen in their silk hats, that K.C. lives up somewhere this way, coming out of Hardwick Lane the night he gave us the fish supper on account of winning over the boxing match. Of course it was for me he gave it. 
I knew him by his gaiters in the walk, and when I turned round a minute after, just to see there was a woman after coming out of it too, some filthy prostitute, then he goes home to his wife after that. Only I suppose the half of those sailors are rotten again with disease. Oh, move over your big carcass out of that, for the love of Mike. Listen to him. The winds that waft my sighs to thee, so well he may sleep and sigh. The great suggester Don Poldo de la Flora. If he knew how he came out on the cards this morning he'd have something to sigh for. A dark man in some perplexity, between two sevens, too. In prison for Lord knows what he does that I don't know. And I'm to be slooching around down in the kitchen to get his lordship his breakfast while he's rolled up like a mummy. Will I, indeed? Did you ever see me running? I'd just like to see myself at it. Show them attention and they treat you like dirt. I don't care what anybody says, it'd be much better for the world to be governed by the women in it. You wouldn't see women going and killing one another and slaughtering. When do you ever see women rolling around drunk like they do or gambling every penny they have and losing it on horses? Yes, because a woman, whatever she does, she knows where to stop. Sure, they wouldn't be in the world at all only for us. They don't know what it is to be a woman and a mother. How could they? Where would they all of them be if they hadn't all a mother to look after them? What I never had. That's why I suppose he's running wild now out at night away from his books and studies, and not living at home on account of the usual rowy house, I suppose. Well, it's a poor case that those that have a fine son like that they're not satisfied and I none. Was he not able to make one? It wasn't my fault. We came together, when I was watching the two dogs up in her behind in the middle of the naked street that disheartened me altogether. I suppose I oughtn't to have buried him in that little woolly jacket I knitted, crying as I was, but give it to some poor child. But I knew well I'd never have another. Our first death, too, it was. We were never the same since. Oh, I'm not going to think myself into the glooms about that any more. I wonder why he wouldn't stay the night. I felt all the time it was somebody strange he brought in instead of roving around the city meeting God knows who, night-walkers and pickpockets. His poor mother wouldn't like that if she was alive, ruining himself for life, perhaps. Still it's a lovely hour so silent. I used to love coming home after dances, the air of the night. They have friends they can talk to, we've none either. He wants what he won't get or it's some woman ready to stick her knife in you. I hate that in women. No wonder they treat us the way they do. We are a dreadful lot of bitches. I suppose it's all the troubles we have makes us so snappy. I'm not like that. He could easy have slept in there on the sofa in the other room. I suppose he was as shy as a boy, he being so young, hardly twenty. Of me in the next room he'd have heard me on the chamber. Arrah, what harm? Dedalus, I wonder, it's like those names in Gibraltar. De La Paz, De La Gracia. They had the devil's queer names there. Father Villaplana of Santa Maria that gave me the rosary. Rosales e O'Reilly in the Calle Las Siete Revueltas and Pisimbo and Mrs. Opiso in Governor Street. Oh, what a name! I'd go and drown myself in the first river if I had a name like her. Oh, my, and all the bits of streets. Paradise Ramp and Bedlam Ramp and Rogers Ramp and Crutchet's Ramp and the Devil's Gap Steps. Well, small blame to me if I am a harem scarum. I know I am a bit. I declare to God I don't feel a day older than then. I wonder could I get my tongue round any of the Spanish. Como esta usted muy buen, gracias y usted. See, I haven't forgotten it all. I thought I had, only for the grammar. A noun is the name of any person, place, or thing. Pity I never tried to read that novel cantankerous Mrs. Rubio lent me by Valera, with the questions in it all upside down the two ways. I always knew we'd go away in the end. I can tell him the Spanish and he tell me the Italian, then he'll see I'm not so ignorant. What a pity he didn't stay. I'm sure the poor fellow was dead tired and wanted a good sleep badly. I could have brought him in his breakfast in bed with a bit of toast, so long as I didn't do it on the knife for bad luck. Or if the woman was going her rounds with the watercress and something nice and tasty. There are a few olives in the kitchen he might like. I never could bear the look of them. In Abrines I could do the criada. 
The room looks all right since I changed it the other way. You see, something was telling me all the time. I'd have to introduce myself not knowing me from Adam. Very funny, wouldn't it? I'm his wife. Or pretend we were in Spain with him half awake without a god's notion where he is. Dos huevos estrellados, señor. Lord, the cracked things that come into my head sometimes. It'd be great fun supposing he stayed with us. Why not? There's the room upstairs empty and Millie's bed in the back room. He could do his writing and studies at the table in there for all the scribbling he does at it. And if he wants to read in bed in the morning like me as he's making the breakfast for one, he can make it for two. I'm sure I'm not going to take in lodgers off the street for him, if he takes a gasabo of a house like this. I'd love to have a long talk with an intelligent, well-educated person. I'd have to get a nice pair of red slippers like those Turks with the fez used to sell, or yellow and a nice semi-transparent morning gown that I badly want, or a peach-blossom dressing jacket like the one long ago in Walpole's, only eight and six, or eighteen and six. I'll just give him one more chance. I'll get up early in the morning. I'm sick of Cohen's old bed in any case. I might go over to the markets to see all the vegetables and cabbages and tomatoes and carrots, and all kinds of splendid fruits all coming in lovely and fresh. Who knows who'd be the first man I'd meet? They're out looking for it in the morning. Mamie Dillon used to say they are in the night, too. That was her mass going. I'd love a big juicy pear now to melt in your mouth like when I used to be in the longing way. Then I'll throw him up his eggs and tea in the mustache cup she gave him to make his mouth bigger. I suppose he'd like my nice cream, too. I know what I'll do. I'll go about rather gay, not too much, singing a bit now and then, ma fa pieta masetto. Then I'll start dressing myself to go out, presto non son più forte. I'll put on my best shift in drawers, let him have a good eyeful out of that to make his mickey stand for him. I'll let him know if that's what he wanted, that his wife is ISLO fucked. Yes, and damn well fucked, too, up to my neck nearly. Not by him. Five or six times hand-running. There's the mark of his spunk on the clean sheet. I wouldn't bother to even iron it out. That ought to satisfy him. If you don't believe me, feel my belly, unless I made him stand there and put him into me. I've a mind to tell him every scrap and make him do it out in front of me. Serve him right, it's all his own fault if I am an adulteress, as the thing in the gallery said. Oh, much about it if that's all the harm ever we did in this veil of tears. God knows it's not much. Doesn't everybody, only they hide it, I suppose. That's what a woman is supposed to be there for, or he wouldn't have made us the way he did. So attractive to men. Then if he wants to kiss my bottom, I'll drag open my drawers and bulge it right out in his face as large as life. He can stick his tongue seven miles up my hole as he's there, my brown part. Then I'll tell him I want L.I. or perhaps thirty. I'll tell him I want to buy underclothes then, if he gives me that while well, he won't be too bad. I don't want to soak it all out of him like other women do. I could often have written out a fine check for myself and written his name on it for a couple of pounds. A few times he forgot to lock it up. Besides, he won't spend it. I'll let him do it off on me behind, provided he doesn't smear all my good drawers. Oh, I suppose that can't be helped. I'll do the indifferent one or two questions. I'll know by the answers when he's like that he can't keep a thing back. I know every turn in him. I'll tighten my bottom well and let out a few smutty words. Smell rump or lick my shit or the first mad thing that comes into my head. Then I'll suggest about, yes, oh, wait now, sonny, my turn is coming. I'll be quite gay and friendly over it. Oh, but I was forgetting this bloody pest of a thing. Phew, you wouldn't know which to laugh or cry. We're such a mixture of plum and apple. No, I'll have to wear the old things, so much the better. It'll be more pointed. He'll never know whether he did it or not. There, that's good enough for you, any old thing at all. Then I'll wipe him off me just like a business. His omission. Then I'll go out. I'll have him eyeing up at the ceiling. Where is she gone now? Make him want me. That's the only way. A quarter after what an unearthly hour. I suppose they're just getting up in China now, combing out their pigtails for the day. We'll soon have the nuns ringing the Angelus. They've nobody coming in to spoil their sleep except an odd priest or two for his night office, or the alarm clock next door at Cockshout clattering the brains out of itself. Let me see if I can doze off. One, two, three, four, five. 
What kind of flowers are those they invented like the stars? The wallpaper in Lombard Street was much nicer. The apron he gave me was like that something, only I only wore it twice. Better lower this lamp and try again so as I can get up early. I'll go to Lamb's there beside Finladders and get them to send us some flowers to put about the place in case he brings him home tomorrow. Today I mean no, no, Friday's an unlucky day. First I want to do the place up some way. The dust grows in it, I think, while I'm asleep. Then we can have music and cigarettes. I can accompany him first. I must clean the keys of the piano with milk. What'll I wear? Shall I wear a white rose or those fairy cakes in Lipton's? I love the smell of a rich big shop. At seven and a half shillings a pound. Or the other ones with the cherries in them and the pinky sugar. I'd a couple of pounds of those. A nice plant for the middle of the table I'd get that cheaper in. Wait, where's this I saw them not long ago? I love flowers. I'd love to have the whole place swimming in roses. God of heaven, there's nothing like nature. The wild mountains, then the sea and the waves rushing, then the beautiful country with the fields of oats and wheat and all kinds of things, and all the fine cattle going about. That would do your heart good to see rivers and lakes and flowers. All sorts of shapes and smells and colors springing up even out of the ditches. Primroses and violets, nature it is. As for them saying there's no God, I wouldn't give a snap of my two fingers for all their learning. Why don't they go and create something? I often asked him atheists or whatever they call themselves go and wash the cobbles off themselves first. Then they go howling for the priest and they dying, and why, why, because they're afraid of hell on account of their bad conscience. Ah, yes, I know them well. Who was the first person in the universe before there was anybody that made it all? Who? Ah, that they don't know, neither do I. So there you are, they might as well try to stop the sun from rising tomorrow. The sun shines for you, he said, the day we were lying among the rhododendrons on Howth Head in the grey tweed suit and his straw hat. The day I got him to propose to me, yes. First I gave him the bit of seed-cake out of my mouth, and it was leap-year like now. Yes, sixteen years ago, my God! After that long kiss I near lost my breath. Yes, he said, I was a flower of the mountain. Yes, so we are flowers all a woman's body. Yes, that was one true thing he said in his life, and the sun shines for you today. Yes, that was why I liked him, because I saw he understood or felt what a woman is, and I knew I could always get round him. And I gave him all the pleasure I could leading him on till he asked me to say yes, and I wouldn't answer first, only looked out over the sea and the sky. I was thinking of so many things he didn't know of. Mulvey and Mr. Stanhope and Hester and Father and old Captain Groves and the sailors playing All Birds Fly. And I say stoop and washing up dishes, they called it on the pier, and the sentry in front of the governor's house with the thing round his white helmet, poor devil half-roasted. And the Spanish girls laughing in their shawls and their tall combs and the auctions in the morning, the Greeks and the Jews and the Arabs and the devil knows who else from all the ends of Europe, and Duke Street and the fowl market all clucking outside Larby Sharon's, and the poor donkeys slipping half asleep, and the vague fellows in the cloaks asleep in the shade on the steps, and the big wheels of the carts of the bulls, and the old castle thousands of years old, yes, and those handsome moors all in white, and turbans like kings asking you to sit down in their little bit of a shop and Rhonda with the old windows of the Posadas, two glancing eyes a lattice hid for her lover to kiss the iron, and the wine-shops half open at night in the castanets, and the night we missed the boat at Algeciras, and the watchman going about serene with his lamp, and oh that awful deep-down torrent, oh, and the sea, the sea crimson sometimes like fire, and the glorious sunsets and the fig-trees in the Alameda gardens, Yes, and all the queer little streets, and the pink and blue and yellow houses, and the rose gardens, and the jessamine, and geraniums, and cactuses, and Gibraltar as a girl where I was a flower of the mountain, yes, when I put the rose in my hair like the Andalusian girls used, or shall I wear a red? Yes, and how he kissed me under the Moorish wall, and I thought well as well him as another, 
and then I asked him with my eyes to ask again. Yes, and then he asked me would I, yes, to say yes, my mountain flower, and first I put my arms around him, yes, and drew him down to me so he could feel my breasts all perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad, and yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. Trieste, Zurich, Paris, 1914-1921 End of section 63 and End of Ulysses by James Joyce